Hello and welcome to The Heart of Titus. And this week we have a special show for you as Pastor Tony will be leading a discussion on hearing the voice of God. He has a panel of guests that he'll be introducing in just a moment. As the show begins here, we just want to say thank you for listening to The Heart of Titus. And you can learn more about our ministry online at www.heartoftitus.org. Now let's get into that discussion of hearing the voice of God. Those of us who call ourselves Christians often say that we've been saved through a personal relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Yet many of these same people will tell you that they've never heard the voice of God. The closest they think they can come to having a real personal relationship with God is to reading a book, the Bible, which is the Word of God, but doesn't address us individually. Unless, of course, the Holy Spirit quickens to us a a certain verse as being applicable to our lives. Today, we're going to look at how God really wants to communicate with His people and how He longs to have a personal, intimate relationship with each one of us who are willing to believe that the God who made us loves us and wants to talk with us. Welcome to the honest conversation we're going to have today on hearing God's voice. Let me introduce you to my friends who are here with me today. Here is Darren Slack. He's the producer of our television show, but he's also the leader of our prophetic teams in Heart of Titus Ministries. And then I have Briston Heaven and his wife, Latandra, who are co-pastors of E3 Ministries in Claremont. So let's start off with a loaded question. Is it even possible to hear God's voice today? Yes, Tony, it is very possible to hear God's voice. And unfortunately, there are so many Christians even who don't believe that that is true. But in a relationship with God, think about what a relationship is. You communicate with one another. So do you think that God would bring us into relationship with him and then be silent? That would be my question. So yes, it it is possible. Otherwise, there is no relationship. Well, that sounds pretty obvious to me. Briston, why then would you say that it's so important for believers to have that kind of relationship with God? Tony, when we consider that we have a father who speaks and a father who wants us to hear his voice to the point that he went the distance of sending his son, Jesus Christ. And even though Jesus is now at the right hand of the father, We have the Spirit of the Father here on earth who constantly is working to make God known. And one of the ways He makes God known is by speaking. Oh, that's that's so good. Um, So, Darren, you've been working in the prophetic in your church for many years. Um, What what would you say to people, uh, even ministers today, who claim that God doesn't speak anymore except through the Bible? How would you answer that? Yeah, that's a very common feeling people have is that the scripture is closed or the canon's closed. And really what scripture is, is a 66 book testimonial of how God speaks to men. It's been the way his heart has always been to reveal himself to men and women throughout scripture. The, the issue really comes down to is what we're hearing normative or universal to everyone in every place and every time. And no, it isn't. So what I might hear from God doesn't rise to the level of something that's normative or universal at any given moment. God has already said all he's going to say to everyone and every time and every place. But now what we have through this relationship that Latondra is talking about 
is God speaking to me as a man in my time, in my place, in the way I should apply what his truth is in my life. And so that's really the testimony of God's heart. Many people feel like the goal of hearing God is to break out of the boundaries of what Scripture says, when really what Scripture is doing is calling us deeper. We're not trying to get outside the bound of Scriptures. We're trying to go deeper in our relationship of, with God, where the truth of Scripture comes out deeper because He's applying it specifically in a timely fashion and intentionally to our character. You know, that's, that's so good, Darren. It, it seems to me as well that although the Bible is speaking generally to all people, it hasn't spoken really directly to me. I mean, how do I know I'm called to pastor? How do you know that you're called to your profession? Um, I mean, but people are, do receive these communications from God. You know, that reminds me a bit of what it says in John 10, where Jesus is describing himself as the good shepherd. And he says that my sheep know me and they hear my voice. Uh, Latandra, how does that play into hearing God's voice? Well, first of all, I want to point out something that Darren said that I think is very important. And that's the whole matter of going deeper. And you mentioned, Tony, that, you know, sometimes we don't feel like the Bible applies to us. So, you know, how can I hear God's voice for my life right now? Well, really, the Bible does apply to us. And the whole point of hearing God's voice is to understand how his word applies to us in our given situation. And so it's very relevant, it's very practical for us today. So in John 10, 27, Jesus clearly says that his sheep know his voice. So if Jesus says that his sheep know his voice, that means that he is always speaking. The question is, are we listening? And I think that is where the gap is. Even in prayer, a lot of times we're talking and praying and asking God to speak to us, but we don't be still long enough to listen to what the shepherd is actually speaking back to us. And therefore, sometimes we feel like he's not speaking, but he is. I think it's a really good point. You make the point that Jesus made sheep that way and he acknowledges he made them that way. And therefore, if he made them that way, he made us our way to be able to hear him. So there is this connection he's making saying, hey, I made sheep that way and I made you that way to be able to receive. We're like big antennas. I mean, everything about us is sensory communication. So our ability to receive and all of his various forms of communication, Jesus is saying, my sheep will know it's me. Well, that says a lot about what we have to learn, doesn't it? It does. And we have to learn how to filter because we hear so many voices. There are so many voices that are competing for our attention these days. So we have to be able to stop and filter through what is God's voice? What is my voice? What is the voice of the world telling me that I should be doing? Or what is the enemy's voice that he's planting these seeds in my mind? We have to be able to filter, but it doesn't change the fact that God is still speaking. All right, this is so good, but I, I wanna go back to this idea of the antenna that I'm kind of wired to be a receiver, to accept God's communication. And, you know, so what is it like? Is it an audible voice? I want to keep it all biblical. You know, in the Bible, I see, especially in the Old Testament, God shows up and he talks to people. Um, but he also, we also know that he speaks through prophets and he speaks through dreams and vision. But, but how is it that God really communicates? And then on top of that, like you were saying, how do we know if what we're hearing is from God um, or it's last night's pizza? Briston, what do you think? <laughs> the last night pizza. 
I like that, Tony. So when we think about us when we were newborns, remember, it takes us a few years, what, the first seven years for us to really appreciate what our parents are saying. But then it takes another eight years for us to understand the why behind what they're saying and what they're truly saying. Well, the bottom line is it takes time to hear, it takes time to appreciate, and it takes time to really process and understand what is being communicated. The same is true with God. When we communicate with God, He's not in a hurry. He wants us to be able to hear Him clearly. And yes, we can hear through dreams, we can hear through visions, we can hear through other people. One way we know for sure we can hear is through the Scriptures. The point is, do we want to hear? And remember, the Father wants us to hear more than we want to hear. Well, it's good to know that. Uh, but as I'm contemplating, uh, first of all, how do, how do I absorb as an antenna uh, the words that God is speaking to me, or if He's speaking them at all, um, I have to know the Bible a little bit. You know, I used to teach uh, kids in Sunday school that the difference between a, one angel puppet that would say something to them and the other angel puppet that would say something to them is that the one that says, love your sister is from God, and the one that says, punch your sister in the nose isn't. And the reason we know that is that the word commands us to love, doesn't, you know, not to do any violence to our neighbor. But how do we discern that voice? Well, I think it's like anything else. Once you get to know someone, you begin to recognize their voice. I'm sure Briston can recognize Latondra's voice in a crowded room. Even with his back turned, he could recognize that she's speaking. He might hear a number of voices, but then when she starts speaking, he would tune into that. I think there's an awareness we all grow in where we become attuned to what God is saying. It takes discernment and practice. Hebrews 5.14 says, through constant use, we begin to discern between good and evil. That's, that's really what we need to be about, is maturing in our ability to discern what God is saying to us. And that is through His Word, through our spirits. And really, the way you look at it, it's something that we can hear. In other words, internally, I become aware of spontaneous thoughts that are not my own. It's something I can see in my mind's eye. Maybe He's showing me something with my imagination, my pictures and visions. You know, many times I think of myself, I'm not that good. I mean, I've, I'm confused about something. I need his help for something. And suddenly I'm aware of a thought that I didn't have a minute ago. Why do I give myself credit for that? Uh, God is so kind to show me what is in his will. Um, it may be something I see. It could be a picture that recurs in me. He's trying to get my attention with something. And then when I pay attention, he'll expand upon it. Much like an apparent trying to get the attention of a child. Uh, it could be something I feel. It could be a strong peace or a compassion. That is his nature to do that. It might just be wisdom that I've asked for that I didn't know how to do something and he's helping me with ideas. Another way is just my conscience. I mean, he will prick my conscience if I'm moving into areas that don't please him or something he wants to do otherwise. And obviously we can hear him through others, but internally it's pretty much what I hear, see, feel, and know and in my conscience as well. You know, Darren, that's so good. And I can tell you from experience, one of the things that I have learned personally is that the more I cultivate my relationship with the Lord, the clearer His voice becomes to me. And I think about the scripture in Psalms. The psalmist said that, you know, the Lord showed, well, Israel knew His actions, Moses knew His ways. 
And so as we cultivate that relationship with the Lord, we will begin to understand how God works so that it will no longer be the struggle between, well, is this me or is this God or is this? Well, I'm growing in my relationship with the Lord. He's teaching me how he operates. He's teaching me how he speaks to me. And now I can grow in that confidence and knowing that it is truly him who's speaking and it's not myself. And I can just find rest in that and, and walk in faith because of it. I would imagine there's quite a few people who um, would love to hear God's voice, but they don't feel like they're worthy. What would you have to say about that, Darren? That's a great question. I think a lot of people struggle with a sense of worthiness in general in their relationship with the Lord. Think of an adoptive child. Uh, if I were to adopt a child and they came into my home and the first thing they said to me was, thank you, Mr. Slack, for bringing me into your home. Now, can you tell me what job I have? Is it doing laundry or dishes or the lawn so I can start paying you back? I, I don't need anything from that child. What I want from them is to know them. What I would want to do is sit down with them and talk with them and let them hear me and I get to hear them. That's all I would want. But many of us are like that orphan whose preoccupation is, how do I pay my way through this? How do I pay back? Rather than to adopt the new perspective of, I'm his most precious and tender child and he desires to know me and I am to know him. Well, Darren, that, that, that's so good. It really drives the point home. We've got more on this topic we're going to talk about, but we're going to take a break. So uh, hang with us. We'll be right back. At Heart of Titus Ministries, we've answered God's call to go to the nations. Our missions teams have seen God do incredible things as he proves just how great his salvation is. The blind see, the deaf hear, the lame walk, and the only one who gets glory is Jesus. That is our passion, to see the name of Jesus held high in esteem all over the world. Our teams partner with local churches in the countries we visit to bring God's word to them. Our teams preach the word, heal the sick, drive out demons, just as the word of God said we would. We edify, comfort, and encourage the churches with prophetic ministry. We teach them how to improve their marriages with marriage and family conferences. We build up leaders with our leadership conferences. We win souls with our revival campaigns, and we make disciples all over the world by teaching them to do the very same things that we're doing. We rejoice at seeing God's people strengthened by His amazing grace. They are His church, our brothers and sisters, and everything we do in ministry is to build up their faith and encourage them to trust God even more. That is our goal with this TV show. We want to build your faith and encourage you to trust God more. We pray that our testimonies, teachings, and reports from around the world will stir you to not only love God more, but to go and do great things for His glory. At Heart of Titus Ministries, we believe that together, we'll see His kingdom come and His will be done all over the earth. Okay, we're talking about hearing God's voice and we're talking about how to discern that voice as well. That can be kind of difficult. Thank God we have the scriptures to guide us. Briston, how does the scripture help us not go off the deep end? And then how does the Holy Spirit use the scripture to help further guide us? Tony, thanks for asking that question. So far in the conversation, we've been talking about hearing God's voice. But it seems as if we've been talking about hearing God's voice when we are a good son or a good daughter. I know personally when I hit rock bottom, 
God spoke to my spoke to my heart and I heard his voice saying to me, you are my son. Now that was a time when I felt as if I wasn't his son. But because I had the scripture, because the word of God was already inside of me, even though I turned, he used the very word that was in me to bring me right back to him. You know, I love what Jesus said, Tony. Jesus said, if you abide in me and let my words remain in you, you may ask and it will be given unto you. And so because of that word that remained when the time was necessary, when I needed it the most, God used it to say to me, you're my son. Wow, that's powerful. Um, And boy, that's what we all need, right? That's what we all want. We want to hear him affirm us as his children. Uh, Darren, what would you add to that? Well, it's funny we say affirming and all this tender language, but most people assume God's going to be like, coming off the heavy mountain and, and being harsh and being a, basically a grumpy old man, as they assume, assume that. And so they project their own opinions of themselves onto God. And that's a mistake we all make, is that if I feel the way I do about myself, God must feel the same way. And therefore, if I hear a voice, it's going to be as equally condemning as my own voice is to me. When in reality, what's happening is, is the Bible itself tells us what God's voice sounds like. It's not just the voice of many waters or a still small voice. It actually gives us tone and content. James 3.17 says it's pure, it's peaceable, doesn't play favorites, it's sincere. So there's a sense of James 3.17 explaining to us the tone of what God's voice sounds like. Another place is Galatians 5.22 where it talks about the fruit of the Spirit. Many of us look at the fruit of the Spirit as a checkbox for how we should live. I should have love, I should have joy. No, it's the fruit of the Spirit, meaning that's how He is. So when I hear His voice, it's full of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, and self-control. You see, He doesn't see me as I see myself. Isaiah 55, 8, His ways are higher than mine. His thoughts are higher than mine. First John tells us that if my heart condemns me, God's bigger than my heart. He doesn't see me the same way I see myself. So all these things are happening in Scripture to tell me and provide guardrails against my believing that God's mad. God's not angry with me if I've turned my life over to Him. Now, I can displease Him with my actions and stuff, but the Bible says His kindness leads me to repentance. So I need to begin to withdraw my perception that God's going to speak angrily or in a harsh way with me and start looking at how His tone really is. Now, that doesn't mean He can't speak firmly or with conviction or bring correction like a good father does, he will. But it will always be full of redemption and the hope that these verses bring. You know, that is so good. And, you know, it just seems that um, all of us, when we came to Christ, we were struggling with, wow, not only does God exist, but he loves me too. And I don't think that's a battle that ever ends. We're always wrestling with that because I I think deep down, um, we're very aware of what our weaknesses are and our problems are. So it seems like faith is the answer. But uh, Latondra, what would you say? How does faith mix into what Darren's saying here about how to receive? Yeah, without faith, it's impossible to please God. And as you were talking, Darren, it's like I was reliving some of my past moments with God. Because for so long, I walked as this person who I saw myself as an illegitimate child. And I think that had to do with my natural 
circumstances, you know, my natural upbringing. And I spent years feeling condemned by God. I'm, I'm talking about as a Christian. I'm talking about as someone who was actually in ministry. And I would constantly condemn myself, feeling like that's what God thought about me. And I had a moment um, a few years ago where God just hit me in a loving way and just reminded me that yes, the Holy Spirit is the spirit of conviction. You know, he brings conviction of sin and righteousness. And like you said, it's always for redemptive purposes. It's always to bring hope. Condemnation always comes to steal that hope. And we know that Jesus came to give us life and life more abundantly. So that personal experience for me has strengthened my faith to be able to receive the love of God, to receive everything that God has already told me that he has said about me and that he even has for me. And now I can walk in faith, you know, doing the things that he has called me to do. I can trust the voice that I'm hearing because over time he has revealed himself to me as my father. That's so good. I think you talk about having faith. I think a lot of us tend to think of it as I have faith. I don't have faith. I don't know what to do. Why does he just make it more plain? Just put it up on a billboard. <laughs> Why don't you just build a sign that says go this way or that way? Well, you said it right at the outset. You said without faith, it's impossible to please God. Now think about this for a second. Nothing's impossible for God, but there is something impossible for us. We cannot please him without faith. So understand this picture for a second. God, who, is the, who delights to reveal himself, who has to restrain himself to reveal himself because he wants to so badly. It's kind of like playing hide and seek with a little child. You just long to jump out and see the joy in their face when they recognize it's you and they found you. You didn't hide very well. You, you, you don't, you know, you're not looking to, to keep yourself from your child. You hide yourself for them. See, God doesn't hide himself from us. He hides himself for us to find. You know, Darren, that is just so cool that God gives us the opportunity to please him um, by exercising faith. But, you know, faith is not something that comes real natural to me. I, I know from reading the scripture that I need the Holy Spirit to give me that faith. Um, how has the Holy Spirit helped you, Latandra, move forward in your walk and communication with God? Well, over the years, I've learned how he speaks to me. And I think that's very important for each person to understand. And you understand that in relationship. So personally, for me, um, there are times when I will get this random thought out of nowhere that has absolutely nothing to do with anything that I'm doing in the moment. But I know that it's God and it, it's something that draws me from the inside. I mean, if the Holy Spirit is um, dwelling on the inside of me, I can feel that pull. I can feel it, you know. Um, I also get closed visions a lot. So um, in my mind's eye, I will see things randomly. And it's actually pointing towards something that the Lord either has already kind of shown me that he's working on or later on immediately or in the very near future, you know, at some point I will see, oh, that's what you were showing me. And so it's been a process. It's not something that I have developed overnight. It's been a process because I'm walking with the Lord. I am learning how he how we communicate with each other. And it's just been, it's been an amazing journey and I'm still growing in it, to be honest with you. I hope I never stop. 
You know, that just makes me want to uh, read this scripture in John 16 about the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. It says that um, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. So it's clear that the Holy Spirit speaks and that he speaks today. And why there's this idea that he doesn't speak today is frankly non-biblical. Um, but the, I need the help of God, the Holy Spirit, to have the faith to end, you know, and when he speaks the word to me, that creates faith, right? Because without the word, there can't be faith. So that, that word comes to me, I grow in my faith, and then I'm able to believe him and to please him, as you said. Um, Br Briston, how does the Holy Spirit speak to you um, to help you move forward with your faith. When I think about the person of the Holy Spirit, Tony, Darren, Ton, I realize I'm not missing out on anything. The Spirit of Jesus, the Spirit of the Father, Darren, is here with me right now on earth. And Jesus still speaks. The Father still speaks. You know, I love the scripture that says, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ the love of God, but notice the fellowship. You can't have fellowship with someone who is far, like the Father is in heaven, the Son is at the right hand. We can have fellowship with someone who is close. Now, when we think about the word fellowship, you think about the word, you think about the Holy Spirit being a person, He communicates. That's what fellowship is, shared life. But not only that, He wants, He is, He said, Briston, I'm your friend. And this is what I love, Darren, I'm your partner. And I long and jealously long to be so intimate with you that just as Jesus knows the Father, you know the Father. And that's who the Holy Spirit is to me, my dearest friend. Wow, this has been very helpful to me to know that God the Holy Spirit wants to have fellowship with me. He's going to talk to me if he wants to have fellowship. <laughs> He's going to guide me into all truth. He's going to lead. All of these things are forms of communication that God wants to have with us today. We thank God for the Bible, which sets up the fence posts around which uh, he speaks to us, but God's word is here. And so I hope this conversation today has helped you to understand better how much the Lord Jesus loves us and wants to speak with us, to have a real relationship with us. He created us for this very purpose, to have fellowship with him. Don't believe the lies that Satan speaks, sometimes through the mouth of well-meaning ministers that tell you that God doesn't want to speak with you. This idea that God has placed duct tape on his mouth and decided to be quiet for the last 2,000 years is a lie straight from Satan's heart. The scripture says, you draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Wow, powerful word there from Pastor Tony and the team. We're so glad here at Heart of Titus Ministries that you are enjoying these podcasts, and we would love to hear from you. You can go to our website at www.heartoftitus.org, and you can leave us a prayer request. You can just drop us a note and let us know what's going on, or you can sign up for our monthly e-newsletter that we send out. And lastly, you can support this show and other things that we're doing as a ministry by donating to us. Again, thank you for listening, and we'll see you on the next The Heart of Titus.